Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, March 19, 2015. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book, and we will begin reading on page 63, the second paragraph, beginning with, we, are, we were now at step three. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Janice M., the 12 traditions, Irini M., our readers will be Angela D., Rachel N. M., and Elaine B. The share ID for Wednesday, March 18th, 2015, is 7404. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice M. to read the OA 12 steps. Well, good morning to you, Sally, and everyone. My name is Janice M. I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. The 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. 
Thank you, Janice M. I will now ask Irini M. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Sally, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups, or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I thank you and I pass. Thank you, Edini. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 
63, paragraph 2, beginning with, we were now at step 3. I will ask Angela D. to get us started with one paragraph ending with, we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Angela? Do you hear me, Sally? Yes, I do. Yes, thank you, you, Sally, for your service. I am a newly recovered compulsive overeater, and my name is Angela D., and I'm grateful. We are now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thy wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victor over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we are entirely ready, that we could at least abandon ourselves utterly to him. With such a joy in my heart, I'm so grateful I can read this prayer today. This prayer in my life, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous since 1990 of April 7th, and I finally understood this prayer in the past three years. Uh, This prayer tells me that I can offer myself to the Creator. This prayer tells me that He is going to build with me and do with me as He will. I beg Him every day to relieve me of the bondage of myself, that I may better do His will. I ask Him to take those difficulties all day long, especially the in-between times, the times I remember picking up the food at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and continuing to midnight. So with this prayer and many other prayers, I can ask him to take away those difficulties that victor over me, bear witness to those I would help. I can't help anybody if I'm in the food. But with God and this program, I can help someone else. For to give them his power, his love, and his way of life. And that word always is every day. And with this, I will pass and I thank you. Thank you. Charles H. from New York. Lorna. This is Larry. Would anyone like Melissa to Melissa C. <laughs> okay, let me tell you what I got. I did hear Charles. Good morning, Charles. Charles H. Uh, I heard someone, and then I heard Lorna. Laura. Lorna. Lauren. Lauren. Yes. Lauren, there was someone before you who said their name. Who was that? Right after Charles. I well, I know Larry was right after me, but I don't know who was before me. Um, okay, Lauren, just hold on a second. Was that person who spoke right after Charles? Okay, let's go ahead with Charles, then Lauren, then Larry, and then Vasa. Melissa C. Okay, Melissa, I'll put you on the line. 
Charles H., go ahead. Thank you, Sally. Um, good morning, all the visionaries. Thank you, Sally, for your service. Charles H., a recovered visionary just for today. Thank everybody on the line. And, uh, wow, what a paragraph, what a prayer. Um, <laughs> you know, it says we thought well before taking a step. You know, I think, I believe, I thought, so I gave too much thought in the past because I was doing that one, two, three, see you later, one, two, three, see you later. You know, prior to this, you know, prior to this lovely prayer, when I when I when I give everything to God and, and take my hands off it and take my thoughts off it, you know, in, in that paragraph, the first paragraph on page sixty three has at least eleven promises in the third step prayer. One, all sorts of remarkable things followed. Two, we had a new employer. Three, he provided what we needed. Four, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans and designs. You know, I I qualified last night at a meeting. I brought this to to light. You know, and, and, and it was the time that Empire was on TV and my Miami Heat was on TV. But we became less and less interested in ourselves and our plans and our designs. Five, more and more we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. Six, we felt new power flow in. Seven, we enjoyed peace of mind. Eight, we discovered we could face life successfully. Nine, we became conscious of his presence. Ten, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. Eleven, we were reborn. This is all before the prayer. This is all before thinking well. You know, really abandoning myself to him, everything. God, you can have it. Just take it. And that's my high power. God, you can have it. You know, um, this is a very spiritual step. And but but it, but it clearly states after this prayer in the next paragraph, this was only a beginning. So we get this is setting me up the foundation to get ready to be free. But freedom ain't free. I got to work for it four through nine. But you know what? There's a uh, I got a sneaky suspicion, right? That if, if that that I could be reborn. I'm talking about a new pair of eyeglasses before I even get to the work. This is amazing. You know, the love and the power, the accessing of this power. It's starting to, I'm starting to feel it. You know, it, it, God is, 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 I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me whatever you need done. You know, you know God is so dope, he gives me free will. But, you know, in this step, I give it back to him because his will is, is, is dominant in my life. And, and you know, some people ain't gonna like when you give turn your, your life over to God or, or to the God of your understanding. Some people ain't gonna like it, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. And that's all I got this morning. With that I pass. Thanks, Sally, for allowing me to qualify. Share. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. Lauren S. Thanks, buddy. Lauren S. As in Sam. A recovered compulsive reader from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The first step prayer. Ah, what can Lauren say about this? My experience with saying this prayer was me and some fellows did this over a ceremony. And we did it after a long candlelight meditation and then we said the prayer and I was bawling my eyes out feeling in the arms of this loving 
higher power for the first time in 22 years, 22 and a half years. I was told that three frogs are sitting on a log. You say the prayer and you don't hear that splash. And I didn't hear that splash until maybe until the seventh step when we say amen. But here, when I decided to turn every part of Lauren over, every part of self, wonky stuff started to happen in my life. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you do this thoroughly, abstinently, I promise you, wonky stuff is going to happen. Surrender and mental breakdown, there's a fine line. And and I started crying. I started feeling like vulnerable and without skin on. And it was beautiful. I started to say thank you to people. That was not in and of myself. Oops. Lauren? I think we lost you, Lauren S. <sighs> okay. I think I got cut off there for a moment. The third step prayer is a beautiful promise that I am making to my living creator that Lauren on her own, if Lauren is everything, is not helpful to God's kids. So with that, I will pass. Thank you, Lauren S. And Larry, Larry, what's the first initial of your last name? Uh, thanks for your uh, service, Sally. The, the uh, first initial to my last name is K as in kite. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, Larry, go ahead. Okay. No, my pleasure. Um, Larry K., uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Um, so it, I'll just zero in. It says, we thought well before taking the step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. And, you know, for me, um, this affirmative declaration that we do in, in step three um, suggests that, that first, you know, whatever you do with me, God, you know, thank you. You know, I have, I have gratitude. And, um, and next, I, I'm ready for all. I'm, I accept all that you do with me. You know, let only your will be done in me. You know, since that, that job of director is filled you know, I'm, I'm no, my will is no longer paramount to this process here. And I ask no more than this, God, you know, but to surrender myself into your hands without reserve, without condition, with complete confidence. And that is despite my fears, despite my uncertainties, because I'm human, I'm going to have fears, I'm going to have uncertainties, despite the fact that I don't know what will become of me. And in effect, you know, what, what, what this step means to me is that I'm, I'm really burning the bridge of self because, you know, that bridge of self leads to nowhere. And I've seen the evidence in my life of that. And here was the great irony for me. My bridge of self led to enslavement. It led to turmoil. It led to confusion, all those things. And, and, and God's bridge, higher power's bridge, has led me to freedom, to peace, and to balance. And it was an invitation to begin to take these action steps. And what those action steps did for me is it took me from a self-centered existence to a God-centered existence. 
it was like before it was as if I was always on the outside looking in. My life was like wearing a sweater inside out. And after being restored to sanity through these steps, God has enabled me to become aligned with his will. And now my sweater fits correctly the way it was intended to be worn. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Vasa, Vasa, what's the first initial of your name, your last name? It's Vasa O. Okay, Vasa O, it's your turn. Go ahead. Thank you very much, and good morning, everybody. And I am grateful to be here this morning with all of you. And, of course, I'm Vasa O calling, Recover Compulsible over Eda, calling from Florida. And, wow. I love this step, but I was so terrified of taking this step. The first time I took it, I didn't, it was not the formal way, the way it's written now. But, I mean, this is the, I surrender to this step. Every morning I said, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me. You know, it's part of my prayer. It, it's the beginning of my day. And show me what is your will for me to do. But when I came in the program, uh, you know, I was 12 steps about one week, and a person showed me how to surrender when I was deep into the food addiction, when I was so desperate. And uh, I, you know, she said, you just need to humble yourself and get on your knees. That's, that's what I did. I did what I was told to because I was desperate, you know. And uh, she said, you need to surrender to God to help you. And I was so desperate and ready to do that because I didn't want to die. I didn't. I said, you know, I got nothing to lose. You know, I don't want to die miserable and unhappy. You know, and uh, so you know, I was ready. But you know, I remember saying, God, I put the food in your in your hands, and please help me and uh, um, forgive me for all the sins I had committed in my life which I had never gone to a confession because I was always afraid to go to a priest and confess because I was, you know, to tell what happened to me or what I did. I was just afraid they might judge me or whatever. But anyways, this was the best thing I had ever done in my whole life, looking back. Oh, my God. And, and you know, it changed my whole life from that moment. The minute I surrendered, the minute I turned my life and my will gradually to God, I experienced a spiritual, I had a spiritual experience. I just had felt this power go over my body, and I started to experience peace and joy. I mean, I did not expect this. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be when I did this. But that was the beginning. And then later on, I, you know, of course, you know, when I was ready to do the uh, my inventory, and my sponsor said, put this step right there before you do the inventory. And this is what I do every morning and every night. I surrender and I ask God, show me what is your will for me to do for today. And I just go on. Whatever his will is, if, it's, if I have something planned, if it changes, oh. I say, it, this must not be God's will. It changed. So thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And Melissa? Hi, this is Melissa C. Go ahead, Melissa. 
Thank you. A recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And, um, ah, I love this. You know, I just, I get the, I get the chills when I, when I hear this, when I say it. Um, (laughs) and I know that that's, you know, my higher power just moving through my body, just speaking to me. Um, you know, what jumps out to me always is that I need to be relieved of the bondage of self. Um, you know, that was the big uh, aha, the big surprise for me, um, and, and like the turning of the corner for me, because I always thought that I needed to be relieved of other people. Uh, I needed to be relieved of somebody else, someone else that was impacting my life, someone else that was bothering me. And um, so what I need to be relieved of is me, that I'm, I'm what inflates me, and, and God can relieve me of that. Um, and has and does. And, you know, um, I find, I, I say this prayer daily, and, you know, and sometimes I need to re-say it again during the day. Something will come up inside of me, and I feel as though um, I'm getting itchy and irritable, um, you know, not at peace and serenity. And in those moments, I seem to be looking at other people and the problems that they're causing me or the situation that's causing me. And when I ask to be relieved of the bondage of self and when I, you know, just ask God to direct me to take take control of this, to, you know, that I'm going to stop fighting and just relax and control, um, the answers come flooding in. And it's usually um, starts with acceptance, you know, accept every situation that's outside of me because it's all God, you know, it's all in God's hands. Everyone else, everyone else's actions um, are certainly outside of my control. So when I'm fighting it, I'm not giving that over to my higher power. And, um, and everyone else is in God's hands, including myself. And, um, and my, you know, my success, my um, accomplishments, are only um, valuable and are only worthy um, and only possible if there's something better that I can offer, if I can do God's will. And so, you know, the less I fight, the more I bring love, the more I'm at peace. Um, I have recovery. The less the food calls me, um, you know, this step just, this is where I know I'm so grateful that I have a food problem, that I've had an addiction, because I would never, have have been willing to put my hand, you know, my life in God's hand. And um and and that's been like the most beautiful thing of my whole life. Um so with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa C. And would anyone else like to share on this paragraph? Brenda D from Connecticut, I'd like to share. Okay, let's try that again. I did get Bella. There were people before Bella, and I did hear Tracy. I heard Anne Marie. Linda D. from Connecticut. Monica. The P. Reva P. Reva P. Okay, now I know I missed a few more names. We're going to go with this order. Monica, Linda, I believe Linda P. from Connecticut, I think it was. Linda D. from Connecticut. Linda P., thank you, Linda. 
then Bella, then Brenda, then Tracy, then Anne-Marie, then Chrissy M., then Reva, and whoever I missed, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll try it again. We'll start with Monica. <laughs> Monica, good morning. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. So here we are now at step three, decision step. And this decision step for me was based out of pain. Pain brought me here. I was miserable. Um, And when I did this third step prayer with my sponsor, she said to me, okay, you need to think well before you do this, and then we will get together and do this. And we did do it together on our knees, holding hands with a candle. Um, And this prayer, now, when I said that that first day with my sponsor, did I fully understand what I was saying here? No, I did not. And like everything else with all of this, it's been a process for me. But when I said this third step prayer with her, I liked that it said, I offer myself. I was willing. It didn't say surrender. It said offer. I have a thing with the word surrender. Thank God it's not in the first 164 pages. But I could offer myself. I was willing to do that because, you know, I was cornered. And I didn't understand a lot of this stuff, but I liked hearing and I liked saying, relieve me of the bondage of self. That sounded good to me because it was a lot of stuff I didn't like and wanted to get rid of. And take away my difficulties. That sounded very good also. So that I may do thy will. Eh, To be honest, I wasn't too sure about all that. And I didn't know how much fun that was going to be. But you know what? The pain had brought me here. I was desperate and I was willing. And I wanted recovery. So I said, okay, I don't understand all this, but I'm willing. And I'm making a decision here that I will continue working through these steps. And that's what this meant to me and what I was told, that I was making the decision publicly to continue working through the steps. And it's been such a revelation to see over time how this prayer has changed for me, how now when I read it, when I say it every morning on my knees, my focus are on other parts of the prayer. You know, I do willingly say I offer myself to you this every morning to build with me. I didn't know what that meant before, Um, that I may bear witness to those who are still hurting out there. Oh, my God, such a pleasure. And I really, you know, that springs up at me nowadays. How can I be of help today to another suffering compulsive overeater? And the other thing I was pointed out to me, there's no amen at the end of this prayer. The amen is going to come at the end of the seventh step prayer. And I was told that everything I did from this point on was under the umbrella of prayer. Everything I read and did started with prayer. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. And Linda D. from Connecticut, it's your turn. Good morning, Sally. Thanks for your service. It's Linda D. from Connecticut, and I'm so very happy and grateful to be a recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater. I've been in program for 32 years. And when I first took the third step prayer, I was an atheist. And I was shattered, and I was terrified. My life was a shambles. And I did 
what was suggested. I acted, this is the way it was said then, I acted as if I believed in God. I was willing, as has been said by Monica and others, I was willing to take a chance that maybe this force was real. I was pretty sure, almost definitely sure it wasn't, but what choice did I have? I went forward to the best ways, in the best ways that I could. I acted as if. I did the step work and so forth. From the big book years ago, that's what we had, thank God, and that's what I was trained in. So let's fast forward 32 years, and I've had periods of in and out of um, abstinence and, and recovery and a relationship with God. Somewhere in there, grace grabbed me by the, and that means a gift, free gift, uh, grace grabbed me by the shoulders and said, psst, 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 and this is what I want you to try. And somewhere in there, because my environment was very violent, I had a very sick dad here I was taking care of, uh, mentally sick. Um, I uh, acted like a little kid and said, what do you want me to do next? What do you want me to do next? That's my third step prayer. Because by then I could see from all of the coincidences, 870,000 coincidences when I prayed, I could see something's happening, and it's good, and I was changing, and people were noticing. So that's what I do today, and the difference is I'm recovered. I know God is real. I don't guess. I don't hope. It floors me. It amazes me. It's a great joy. So I wake up today, and I say, if I'm really alert, I don't skate off on the pond alone. I say, thank you for waking me up. You don't have to do that. What do you want me to do next? And I do it. If I'm confused, I talk to my sponsor or other people I trust who will give me clarity. I keep praying till I know what God's will is in a situation. Sometimes it's very sticky. What I, I'm afraid to do it, as has been said, but I'll do it. And it turns out the way it should for the highest good of all the people involved. And I'm really just turning it over to an eternal love. And I wouldn't have thought, oh, come on, that's not real. But it's real. Thank you. I pass. Thank you. And Bella, it's your turn. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G. <clears throat> Sorry. And I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Sally, for doing this service. And thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow. It's such a wonderful, wonderful prayer. We were now, now I am not living the past and I am not living the future. Now, where I am now, now I am connected to a power to build with me. Yes, it's a power that it will help me to build and not to destroy. Till now, till I came to the program, I destroyed my life and I destroyed because I destroyed my life because I was connected to my own power, to my own will, to my ego. Now I am in a point that I am building my life. Yes, and how can I build my life when I am with me, when God is with me? Yes, even though God is my father, my employer, 
yes, we are doing it together. It's not like... It's not like I am a robot. It's not I must do in my life. It's together with me. And when I will feel that God is together with me, when I offer myself, when I offer myself, even though I am human, and even though I am limited, and even though I don't know everything all the time, I can do together together with God, with the power of loving and accepting. Yes, even though God is a higher power than myself, and God is, he knows everything, and all the time we are doing it together with me. When, when I offer myself, when I know that I am limited, and I am here to do God's will and not my will. It's a peaceful, peaceful life. Thank you for letting me share NITS. Thank you, Bella. Bella G. And Brenda. Brenda? And then Tracy. Star one to unmute Brenda. Okay, let's go ahead and go to Tracy. Tracy, pretty sure there was a Tracy. Okay, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Sally. It's Anne-Marie. You hear me? I sure can. Go ahead, Anne-Marie. Thanks for your service. This prayer helped me to um, understand what Bill was talking about on page 13 in his story um, towards the bottom of the page. He, he wrote, never was, never was I to pray for myself except as my request bore on the usefulness to others. And this prayer just helped me to understand um, you know, relieve me of the bonds of self that I may better do my will. So God, help me um, so that I can do your will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness um, to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. So, um, and may I do thy will always. So I understood now what he was talking about uh, back then in his story. And the other thing I wanted to, um, what really, um, made sense to me was um, this last sentence we thought well before taking this step and that reminds me of going back to page 62 and um, the first the first two paragraphs um, especially that second paragraph so our troubles we think are basically of our own making we thought well, when we go back to page 63 here, this last sentence that we just read, we thought well before taking the steps. Am I willing to admit that all the troubles in my life are of my own making? You know, that self selfishness and self-centeredness are the root of my problems? Because before, I was blaming everyone and everyone else. So it's important that I, it was important that I took this step with someone else 
and that I was willing to admit that selfishness and self-sentence were my problems um, and that our troubles were of my own making. So I really needed to think well before taking this step. Um, we thought well before taking the step, making sure that we are ready, that we could abandon ourselves utterly to him. So that's all I have to say. Thanks, Sally. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And Chrissy M. Chrissy M. Yeah, Chrissy M. Chrissy M. Recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. I um when when I was listening, I I had I had to to come and and speak a little bit about this because I see this stop at work in my life today, and I have to say, having been in another program for many years, I didn't really use this step to its full advantage with its full power. And why that is is because my first thought when there was a situation that I felt like I needed to fix, that I, that's the operative word, that I needed to fix, I would go into self-reliant mode, just like a hair trigger reaction. And once I figured out what the solution was, then I would ask God's help to carry that out. And that's kind of the opposite way that this is supposed to work, like the serenity prayer says, knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. So I, I took me on the solo and it took me 23 years to, to get with that. And then in step, in step two of the 12 and 12, this also really um, hits it, you know, hits it home for me. True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith, and every AA meeting is an assurance that God will, and I'll say every vision meeting, is an assurance that God will restore me to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to him. I love that, right relationship. And that's what this step teaches me in a beautiful little power-packed couple of lines, right relationship to God, to the God of my understanding. Thanks, Sarah Pat. Thank you, Chrissy M. And Reva, it's your turn. Hi, this is Reva P. from Toronto. Can you hear me? I sure can. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, thank you, Sally. Thank you, everyone, for your sharing. I get so much out of these meetings. Um, what I wanted to say is that I was propelled to this step with the food and um, how it was destroying my health and my life. So at the beginning, it was easy to say, I can't do this. I'm getting sicker and sicker, um, and I need some kind of help. And for me, basically, the short version of the step is help, and I get help from a power that's not me. Um, and I don't really think, as was said before, that I totally understood what I was asking. I don't think I really paid too much attention to the second half of step three at the very beginning. I just knew my food was crazy, and I couldn't control it and calorie count and um, make it better, and I needed some help. Um, 
And that was the beginning. And thank God I didn't have to understand all of it because it might have scared me away. Um, and the second thing I wanted to say is, you know, I did this in a bigger way right at the beginning, but I need to do this step every single morning um, and all day long because I seem to have a 24-hour battery and it dies out after 24 hours. And I can just forget that I like to run the show, that my automatic pilot is to run things my way and make a mess. So every morning I have to get up and say, oh, yeah, I can't do this. Um, please help. And I love the fact that they add the word love because I always thought God's way was the harder way, the almost punishing way, and it reminds me the word love that God's way is the better way. Um, I knew that with the food, but with other things like work, relationships, money, you know, maybe God's going to want me to suffer. Um, so it reminds me that God's way is, is way better than I could ever imagine. Um, and that I also need to turn to God for help, not just with food, but with everything, everything, everything. Um, and the last thing I want to say is this, I'm just asking for help. Um, I don't need to expect I'm going to see miraculous changes. Um, so I have to remember I can pray, help, 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 but then I have to do something. Then I have to actually get on with the rest of the steps um, and not expect, you know, that change till after I'm gone through the process and at least, you know, get to step nine. So um, that's all I have to say, and thank you very much for letting me share. Thanks for sharing, Reba. And we have time for just a few more shares. Is there anyone else who'd like to share? Lois, Alice, Renata, for kisses. Okay. I heard Lois. I heard Rakefit. I, I think I heard Renata. Alice M. Alice, I heard you, Alice. Okay, I don't know if we're going to be able to get you all in, but let's go ahead and get started. Lois? Okay, thank you. Go ahead, Lois. Thank you, Sally. Uh, good morning, everyone. Lois M. in Massachusetts, comp compulsive overeater recovered today, thanks be to God and this program and a lot of you people as well. Um, this is such a, such a, a wonderful, wonderful um, paragraph, but step three prayer. Um, when I first began these steps, my sponsor told me to open my big book and put in the front page somewhere in a, in a blank to fit in a letter, and it will say, Dear Lois, from now on you are never going to get your own way. Love God. Yes, someday you'll thank me. And, you know, uh, that has come true for me. Um, I, did, I, I gave up my way. Uh, I, when, I, when I made a decision to take step three, and this was a decision step for me, <clears throat> I took this step, and it was the gift of desperation like somebody else mentioned. You know, I was willing. I didn't understand a thing, of course, but I knew that I heard, I heard the truth and I heard uh, you people share what had happened for you and I related to you and I knew it would work for me because it worked for you. And it was the only house on the street, so I dove right in. I was desperate. I had the gift of desperation and I began that. And, and as I began to do that, you know, I was able to do that faithfully every day, one day at a time. 
as I begin to progress, you know, through to uh, progress and to begin working the rest of these steps. And for me, this step has proved to be uh, my foundation. You know, that was quite a few years ago, and I have done this, started my day every day with this, and I understand exactly, you know, what I'm asking for today. You know, God has led me through these steps, so I learned, you know, what my character defects were, took away my selfishness for the day, for one day, (laughs) and then every day I repeat this again. I offer myself to to God to, to do with me as he will and to help me to be what he would have me be, not do for me. So I'm very, very grateful, and I just had to say that, that, you know, if you're new and you're coming on, coming into this program, this will work for you. It works for me, it works for hundreds of others, and it will work for you. And I wish you the best. Thank you for letting me share. Thank Ask. you, Lois. Thank you, Lois. Go ahead, Rick Eppett. Uh, thank you, Sally. This is Rick Eppett, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And the most important line of this prayer is I offer myself to the that first sentence. And I've shared before that I had a really hard time in abstinence for 15 years before I came to A Vision for You. I had on-again, off-again abstinence. I never left the, the rooms, never left the program, but had abstinence for a while, then went back into the food for a while, and it got, it got so painful so I could you know, uh, eventually get abstinent again. But during those times when I wasn't abstinent, I I so wanted to be abstinent, and I would I would be so angry at God. I'm doing everything. What what is there left? What is there left for me to do? Because I'm doing everything, everything. And eventually, it dawned on me. You know what? That I wasn't offering all of myself to God. I I, I understood there were secrets and lies within me that I never offered to God, never shared with another human being, and never really was truthful with me about. If, you know, I had to go to all the nooks and crannies. This is who I am, God, and I know you accept all of me. I know that you accept all of me, and so I'm going to offer all of me to you, all of me with my defects and my flaws and my good, good qualities too. And so the only way that I could really, really surrender or uh, get, you know, get peacefully abstinent and can continue to work this program is by offering all of me to God, all the bad and all the good. I know we also say that in the seventh step prayer, but it was very important for me to understand this at this point because, you know, I didn't even realize that I wasn't offering all of myself. I was trying to keep stuff hidden, not knowing, not knowing that I needed it all to come out of the closet, all of it. And I, in the belief of God, God would accept me no matter what I had done. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Rakesset. Renata, you'll be our last share this morning, and Alice, I hope that you'll share um, in, immediately on the second hour. Go ahead, Renata. Okay. Thank you, Sally. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Reader in New York. Uh, very grateful to be on the line reading this prayer today. There's so much I want to say. I'm going to try to focus here. You know, uh, there was a shift for me when I first heard this prayer because until then, you know, my prayers were all about asking for things that I wanted for myself or for others, but just things that would make me happy. And then here, you know, 
I, I realized that I would pray for things, you know, that would be in alignment with God's will, not my will. Because, you know, again, I was convinced that my life ran on self-will did not work. And so now I'm asking God for his will for me, you know, um, my self-will was to kill myself with food. And so now I, I need to start asking, you know, this new power in my life to do with me as he would, because my way didn't work, you know, to free me from the bondage of self, you know, to free me from powerlessness, to free me from being slaves in my self-centeredness. And, uh, you know, of course, this prayer didn't have the same meaning back then that it does today. But, um, you know, after taking step three, you know, like someone mentioned, like I started praying before taking any actions, you know, whenever I did my step work, whenever, uh, you know, before I, I talked to a fellow on the phone, when I get up in the morning, this prayer is really part of my routine and you know I've heard an AA speaker say that prayer without action is begging and action without prayer is self-will and so you know I really try to to say this prayer and um, understand it and really offer myself to God and uh, you know where it says here take away my difficulties, the victory over them may bear witness to those that would help. And, uh, you know, the victory will, victories will come because of God, not because of my own power. And whenever I struggle with something and God gives me victory, I know is that that's for, for me to give someone else hope, you know, that I was afflicted with something and God relieved me from it. You know, like when I, after this, this prayer, we go on to doing the rest of the steps, you know, and God gave me victory over, you know, the bondage with food, over the bondage with self-centeredness because of these steps. And then today, my difficulties can be, you know, shared with others to give them hope and strength. And not because of me, but because of God, because, you know, God's power God's love. I never loved anyone else. I never cared for anyone else, you know, in that way of life, like, you know, living these principles today. And so I'm very grateful and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Renata. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Rachel N.M., would you please read for us page 164 in A Vision for You, beginning with our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thank you for your service, Sally. This is Rachel N.M. I am a very, very grateful recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, 
and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.